0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Millennial Sports Talk. This is Ben Verlander along with Michelle Margot.
2: What's up, guys?
1: So I'm not sure if you guys happened to be watching the other night, but uh, in the Kansas and Kansas state college basketball game, there was a huge fight that broke out. um, And it had to do with at the last seconds of the game uh, with like two seconds left, the team that was down 21 points, Kansas state stole the basketball ran down the court and tried to dunk the ball. And a Kansas player blocked his shot and stood over him for like two seconds and a huge fight broke out, like punches thrown chairs thrown. It was a huge deal. And that leads me right into this week's episode, which is, Michelle, where do you think the line is drawn with celebrations?
2: Um, I think that's a really good question. And it probably depends on the person. And it depends on the sport. It can be a good thing. The excessive celebration thing, well, excessive obviously has a negative connotation, just the word in general. But I think that it could be entertaining for the fans. I think that it makes each player unique. I think Rob Gronkowski had that Gronk spike that still was used even when the ball dropped on on new year's this last new year. You're
1: right. Kids do that in backyard football. Like it's, that's, that's a good point.
2: Right. And it's just, I think that it can be entertaining and builds the fan base, but I also think that it can teach really poor sportsmanship. And I think that it can get taken too far. Um, if it becomes petty with name calling, um, or anything like that. And like, we saw in the in the Kansas Kansas State game I think that it can lead to something really bad
1: that it got really really bad and there's the there's a picture that's going around going viral on like Twitter and Instagram right now which is one of the Kansas players holding a stool above his head about to swing it at a Kansas State player and it got really ugly and I think I think you're right I think you know that's kind of where it has to be like, okay, this is this is a little much.
2: I think this episode primarily is probably going to be mostly about um, NFL and MLB. But I think, like I said, it depends on the sport. And I actually think in NBA, dunking is good. Like, I don't think a player should ever get a whistle for hanging on the basket too long or anything like that.
1: I, I agree with that. Like,
2: it is not petty. You're not saying anything derogatory. It ha- has no involvement with another player it's not going to hurt anybody,
1: but it kind of it kind of does a little bit. But that's like part of it. Like you're rubbing it heard, in their face. Yeah, like putting a guy on a poster. But that's like part of it, you know. Like, and every NBA player knows that. Like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I don't want to be put on a poster by this guy. I'm either gonna step up and block a shot, or it's gonna look bad on me, you know.
2: Yeah, I just think I th- I would say that's one of the only celebrations that I think needs to not be penalized for if that makes sense
0: yeah
1: 100 but,
2: but what what are your thoughts on the opposite of the quote happy emotion obviously we're talking about touchdown celebrations or pimping a home run or bat flip or whatever it is a lot of this is the bad emotion too i mean there's a lot of
1: yeah
2: poor sportsmanship coming from bad emotion, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, So, you know, I I think there's something to be said for, as a fan, they like to see emotion on the field one way or the other. And yeah, I get it. You know, um, it's, you always want to keep your composure on the mound and and that's what you hear growing up as a kid on the mound or on the field. If anything bad happens, keep your, you know, keep your emotions at an even level. You never want to get too high or too low. But I think there's something to be said for, I think, and one, one thing that comes to mind is in the World Series a few years ago, a pitcher gave up a home run, and then there's this really cool picture, actually, of him throwing the glove down on the ground while the batter's celebrating his walk-off home run. So I think it actually, I think the Wait,
2: more... Would you name names? I'm curious.
1: Well, I'm really glad you asked, because I actually forgot the pitcher that gave up the home run, so thank you for asking that question. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to put you on the spot. Maybe, um, maybe we actually do know and you're just protecting the player because they got.
1: <laughs> yes, that is it. But, but seriously, I think showing emotion on the field, I, I, think, I think it is cool to see as a fan because I think people can get caught up in, well, that guy's just out there playing for however many millions of dollars he's playing for. So, so when fans actually see the opposite, which is bad emotions come out on the field, uh, you know, I, I think it's fine. What do you
2: say? it's totally situational and it's hard because there's these hard and fast rules that players have to follow. And they don't even know technically if they're following them or not when they're celebrating, because it is in the moment. I think touchdown celebrations are a lot more planned. A
1: hundred percent
2: than a bat flip or pimping a home run, et cetera. Um, Do you
1: remember like two years, three years ago, the rule finally got changed in the NFL? You couldn't, like the celebration thing, you couldn't celebrate at all. They finally changed the rules. And now there's all these planned end zone celebrations that I love, by the way. But you saying that made me realize it was like illegal. You get a penalty four years, three years ago for celebrating in the end zone.
2: Well, you read my mind, Mr. Verlander. And um, after this brief interruption, I will quiz you on the new rule. Ah but you have to stay tuned for that. Um, millennial sports talk is brought to you by my bookie. If you're going to bet on the super bowl, all you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie bet, win, get paid.
1: And millennial sports talk is also brought to you by manscaped. And last week we talked about the lawmower 2.0 in the episode, which takes care of everything below the belt. But Michelle, Big news. <laughs> Only moments ago, the Lawn Mower 3.0 oh, was shoot. released. Big, big news. Uh, so get 20% off and free shipping with code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use the code BLEAV, all caps.
2: Well, Millennial Sports Talk is also made possible by 8 Sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It actually learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. So, for the next week, you can get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.comslash pro. That's E I G H T slash pro. thats eight slash pro 8 sleep.com pro. Speaking of gravity blankets, I hear they actually work wonders, but I've never tried them.
1: I don't even know what that is. They're like
2: anti-anxiety blankets where they are really, really heavy and you lay them on you, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's like an innate thing where when you're a baby in your mom's stomach or something that you... I don't know. I'm totally making this up. But I think that it's something where just by nature, we sleep better with weight on us or something. I don't know. And I'm probably about to get lit up right now by people being like that's so not true but i think that's what it is
1: i think that could be true because i sleep better with a dog laying on me so i <laughs> see the correlation could i ben see i makes see where out you're going with, with that. dogs when i envision like the perfect scenario it would be 400 puppies laying all around me yes. as i sleep like on a cloud but like, what kind of puppies Every like golden, like labs, like little pit bull puppies, like beagles. Oh, oh, you kidding me? Perfect.
2: <laughs> just suffocate my face
1: with puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Perfect.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Well, as we teased earlier, um, it is my turn to quiz you, which I'm super excited about. I, part of me, I'm always rooting for your success, Ben, but part of me just wants you to not get these right. I don't know Thank why. You. How Thank bad you. is that?
1: Yeah. Uh, really bad. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for wishing I think
2: because it makes my, like, I want to be that teacher that gives the hard test, you know,
1: why those are always the worst. Te- you would, you, w- that would be you. If you were a teacher, I want everybody to really struggle with this because I'm smarter than everybody. That's on-
2: not actually what I feel. It is more about like, did they learn the material that I taught?
1: Why don't you just give me easy material so I can pass and get out of your class?
2: We know what kind of student Ben was.
1: Yeah. Dean's list in college.
2: What? All right. So these are all NFL situations, scenarios. Okay. okay. Yeah. After scoring a touchdown, mm-hmm. is it legal or illegal to twerk in the end zone?
1: <laughs> uh, this is all current, like in today's game. Yes. yeah legal
2: no it's actually from 1952 it's legal uh you're wrong it is illegal because it is sexually suggestive
1: oh my god oh for one okay all right
2: all right our second scenario is is it legal or illegal after scoring a touchdown to have a premeditated group celebration
1: legal Love it. Baltimore Ravens do it really, really well. Very entertaining. Legal. Final answer.
2: Okay. You are batting 500 right now. That's great.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I don't like the word premeditated because it definitely sounds negative, right? No. What? Okay. No. All right. Um, <laughs> next scenario. In football, is it legal or illegal to dunk through the goalposts?
1: Like after you score a touchdown. Like a like a celebration, dunking through the goalposts. Yes. Legal. Illegal. No.
2: I don't know how else to tell you, but it is illegal. Okay. Um all right, next scenario. Shooting a bow slash arrow. Illegal or legal?
1: Legal. Illegal. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Time out. No, like, I already you can't, said like, it. You can't like direct it at a player. You can't like. No, it's be, just, like...
2: it's illegal in general because it lends itself to violence, like shooting a gun or slashing your throat.
1: Whoa, it's just got...
2: <laughs> that was the example that I found. I did not <laughs> just come up with that. <laughs> All right. Um all right, last scenario. I have not kept track of your score, which it's probably have, in the ben- it's probably in the benefit of you, so you're welcome. I
1: have I have been keeping track and I have yet to miss one by my calculation.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Last right.
1: one for all the marbles.
2: <laughs> sure. Um shooting the ball like a basketball, actually using the football to shoot it like a basketball.
1: Uh, illegal. No props.
2: Wrong, Benjamin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is legal, but it was not legal before.
1: Oh, boy. Not my best.
2: No, not your best. Uh, feeling a little bit satisfied right now. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> not my best.
2: I know we're on the same team here, but you better step it up next time. <laughs> I'll yeah. make it easier next week.
1: Yeah, I'll need to step it up.
2: Um. Okay, so shifting back to to baseball real quickly because i was thinking Mm -hmm. about this and i was already into the whole nfl scenarios and didn't want to you know veer off Yeah, welcome my adhd does get in the way sometimes (laughs) we talked about uh like bat flips and pimping home runs in baseball yeah do you think there's a little bit of a double standard like pitchers versus hitters celebration like oh pitchers they can't pimp a home run they can't bat flip whatever but if a pitcher strikes out the side and they throw their fists in their glove, that could yeah. technically be similar, like rubbing it so, in their face like ha ha ha.
1: Yeah. So you know, you know what I think? I, I think there's a lot of I, I think, and and I'm probably on the lenient side with, with celebrations and, and I'm all for it. But I think where the problem comes about from both sides is when you're showing up the opposition. So if I hit a home run and I just, you know, drop my bat and just stare at the pitcher. And, you know, as I'm walking down the line, uh, that's a little different than if I hit a home run and just drop my bat, bl- do a bat flip. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for myself and, and vice versa. I think if I'm on the mound, I get a big strikeout, bases loaded to end the inning. I, you know, pump my fist or I, I slap my glove or, or whatever it may be. You know, that's just a player's raw emotion coming out. And, and I think it's totally fine. And on that side where I think it becomes a problem, again, is if you're staring down the batter as he walks off the field or pointing at him or, you know, in an extreme scenario, and I don't think I've ever seen this, but I would love to, the pitcher starts laughing at the batter as he just struck him out. But I think that's where it becomes (laughs) – I I think that's where it would become a problem is when you're showing up the opposition.
2: Have you – you played professionally. I did. I did. Um, Have you ever – uh in a scenario where you've either flipped your bat or a teammate or anything like that.
1: So I was actually always rather you know, I, I never really did that. Hit much. Home runs. I did <laughs>
2: I'm just thank kidding.
1: You. Thank you. <laughs> I never really you know, there were a couple times where I'd hit a home run and I knew I got all of it and it was gone, and I just kinda dropped my bat and slowly walked down the line. But humble brag. There's one time I remember uh when I was playing in the Tigers organization. We had a long game. It was the longest game of all time. We were in like, it was like midnight almost. It was like the 15th inning. And I came up to lead off an inning. And we played on this field that was huge. Like you had to absolutely murder the ball to hit a home run. And I got up first pitch of the inning in the bottom of the 15th. And I hit this ball so hard. No doubt in my mind, it was gone. I dropped the bat. I start slowly walking down to first base. The dug I, our team was on the first base side. Everybody is like comes out of the dugout, jumping up and down. i like dropped the bat. I'm walking. I look back to left field where the ball was going and I uh, start jogging and the left fielder climbed up on the wall, reached back over the wall and caught it and I it to this day it just brings – it haunts me. I never pimped home runs. The one time I did, the one time I got excited, the one time I walked out of the box, I got a home run robbed, and I felt like the biggest loser.
2: Oh, my God. Do you know who that left fielder was?
1: Yeah, I still do. He's in the big leagues with the Pirates now. I forget his – I mean, I forget his last name. Uh, I don't know. I know he's in the big leagues. I, I, every time I see him come up to, up to the plate – I didn't know this guy. At all. Every time he comes up to the plate in the big leagues, I have this unwarranted ill will.
2: Unwanted. like it could be worse though because what if like at least he made it to the big leagues what if he was just like never made it past rookie ball or what if like he was actually a catcher by default but was playing left that day and just
1: it couldn't be worse there you don't hit many walk off home runs in a lifetime and that that was an opportunity for me I felt for sure I had it the team was all pumped not only for me but that we could go home and go to bed most importantly and you know what it it got robbed and I, it's not a good feeling
2: mm, keeps you humble though
1: yes it does. that is
2: that is pretty funny that would have been really hilarious to watch um
1: thank you you're thank welcome you for enjoying my misery
2: well no it, it's funny because you, when you when you've talked about like they all come out of the dugout and cheer for you i've always thought if that's me and i'm a hitter i'd be like please don't come out like act like you've been there before right like don't Make it seem like, oh, my gosh, I just hit my first home run and my only home run ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the fun like of a walk-off. But if you are in the big leagues and you are a hitter, especially in today's game where the whole goal is to hit the ball out of the park and not base hit whatever. Not the whole goal, but you know what I mean. Like, that's definitely shifted in this era. Baseball is to hit home mm-hmm. runs. Act like you've been there before. If you're going to do it, don't pimp the home run.
1: Oh, uh, I couldn't disagree more.
2: Okay. Well, like, I mean, I'm just, well, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's yeah. what a
1: walk off is. Like, obviously, if you hit a home run, uh, like a normal home run, the team doesn't come out and celebrate. But if you hit a walk off home run to win the game, yeah, yeah, like,
2: no, I get, let's I see. it at
1: home plate or come out and chase me around the outfield. Chase me around. Let's, let's party, you know? Like,
2: <laughs> let's party.
1: <laughs> it should be a celebration. Let's do a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah.
2: So there's there's two expressions that stick out to me, and they totally contradict each other. Okay, mm-hmm. and I agree with them both number one is let the kids play stop blowing whistles because someone's holding onto the basket too long when they're dunking stop blowing whistles when whatever like you know what i'm saying i think don't find a person because they flipped their bat because they were so excited yeah let the kids play it's exciting for everyone
1: all right yeah, I don't I don't know what your next I don't know what the contradictory statement is going to be, but I'm probably going to be on the side of let the kids play. I think it's exciting. I think that's what the fans want.
2: My next expression mm-hmm. is respect the game. Because you would never on the golf course see Tiger Woods throwing his club into the ocean. Or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Torrey Pines right now because the Farmers Insurance Open is right now. So I'm literally thinking Tory Pines. Yeah,
1: hold <laughs> in one. Let me chuck my seven iron into the Pacific Ocean. Woo!
2: <laughs> really proud of you for knowing your geography there. Good job, Ben. Thank you. Um, but I do think there is uh, there's something to be said for respecting the game, and I think that if it's a gentleman's game, it is not meant to be played like you are playing outside in the cul-de-sac with your neighbors.
1: Yeah. I I, I agree. Especially I, when
2: it's your job.
1: Yeah. I mean I agree with that. And I think like what what I talked about earlier is I think where the line is is when it's disrespecting somebody else for the for like in baseball. That's so subjective kids, though. You know, let the kids play. When Jose Bautista hit that walk off in the playoff, this is one of the most famous backflips of all yeah. time. He hit the walk off home run in the in the playoffs and and flipped it and and people kind of got outraged, like you know, let the kids play it's not you know it's a cool moment. everyone in the world is watching he's pumped up and and like I said, where it becomes a problem is if he were to hit the home run and then point the bat at the pitcher and then flip it towards him or something like that i you know th- that's where the biggest difference lies with me
2: do you think that it depends on the player at all like if yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, I I do. I think I think the more likable players, the ones that are seen as being these energetic players, kind of you, know, I, you like, know. Can you
2: imagine a rookie who takes the ball into the end zone like doing some dance, and everyone's like, "Who is this kid?"
1: Yeah, you know, I, I do think it matters, and I think uh, for example, a player last year that was really in the bat flip talked for a while is Tim Anderson. With the mm. White Sox, yeah. and uh, I think people kind of uh, kind of got pissed at him for a little while, and that kind of sparked this whole argument. Like, is it okay or is it not? And I think of certain players that don't do it often. Like, say for example, Albert Pujols comes up, who's an old school guy, very likable baseball player. Say he comes up and hits a walk off and and pimps it. I think it's kind of, I think everybody's okay with it at that point. Like you said, I really do think from player to player, it matters. If it's this rookie that hasn't earned his place in the league, in the NFL, or in the MLB, or wherever it may be, I I think people are like, hey, kid, come on, like, earn earn your stripes. But I, I think it definitely does differ.
2: We talked about the rule and the NFL changing. I think it was 2017 when that when the excessive celebration rule changed. Um, But how do you think it's changed over time? Do you think that celebrations have gotten worse or or the rules have made them better?
1: I'm a big fan of one. I commend the NFL for for changing the rule. I think that needed to happen. And I think it's good that it happened. I, I really enjoy watching teams come. I mean some of these teams have to spend hours coming up with some of these choreographed dances they do. Um, So
2: (laughs) yeah, instead of practicing the sport that they get paid millions of dollars to play.
1: (laughs) So back to your question, I I do think over time uh, it's happening more and more. And uh, but I I think it's a good thing. Um, I think, I, I do think to let the kids play things. I, I think the more energy, the more bat flips, the more pitchers pumping their fists, walking off the mound. I love it. Um, there's a lot more of it in this game today. A lot more flair from players. Uh, and I I personally love it. I mean, I don't, do you like, where, where do you stand on this?
2: Oh, that I love it. Or if it's changed over time.
1: Uh, Both. I mean, do you, do you love, do you like it?
2: I mean I'm not that old so I don't real I can't say for sure how much has changed over time in the last, you know, 10 years that I've watched sports religiously but um I like it if it's my team. <laughs> if uh, I'm okay. if I'm watching can't my do team. That. I know, I know it's not fair. If I'm watching my team in the playoffs and The other team does it. I'm like, that's so disrespectful. One thing I will never understand, and I will never understand, and I hope someone can convince me otherwise, is when a team wins a series, walk off, division series, championship series, world series, whatever it may be, and the other team stays in the dugout after the game is over and watches the celebration on the field. I don't understand. I, I don't to and it's they always to but times. it's not like they put their head in their hands they are literally watching the celebration of the other team. It is so weird to me.
1: I I've been it's so in that. Sad. It's so dramatic. Yeah, it is. And that's what it, it's like dang, our our season's over. Um, you know, I would I would rather be doing what they're doing. Our season's over. Everything we've worked towards has come to an end for this year. And it's like now,
2: watching your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend kiss a new person or something. Like, don't watch. Like, I, it hurts. Don't watch.
1: Yeah, it hurts. You're sad, but like... You're
2: just you know, processing or
1: what? I, your your analogy is a little... It's not like watching an ex-girlfriend kiss a new guy. If you
2: care about winning that much, yes.
1: You do care. And that's why you want to watch it. Next year, that's going to be us. Remember this feeling. Remember how bad this feels. Remember, Ooh. remember... Ooh. What?
2: Coach Verlander, I love it.
1: It, it, But seriously, like, I don't want to go home. I'd rather be doing what they're doing. Uh, You know, that's what I want to be doing next year. So that's, you know, sit here and watch it because next year that'll be us.
2: I would say that you are the closest argument to getting me to understand, but I still would not. I've Listen, I went to college for a D1 sport. Like, I did not watch the other team celebrate. I know what it's like, and I don't like it. I don't know how and it happens every single year. With the other team, there are always guys that sit in the dugout. There's some guys who like take their gloves and their helmets and their bats and whatever. And then there's others that just sit on the bench in the dugout and they put their hands on the railing, the padding, and they watch.
0: Mhm.
1: There are. There's I mean it's there's two types of It's so of people. weird. There's two types of people. The ones that'll you know, one's
2: like pain and one's don't.
1: I, I get it. I used to do it. I used to sit out there and watch and sit and <laughs> I used to just sit in my sorrows and, and wish I was on the other side, but to each their own, as yeah. the old saying goes.
2: Anyway, um, this week's go moment of the week is quite possibly my favorite we've ever had
1: i agree i agree so uh the greatest of all time the goat our goat moment of the week is derek jeter this week and uh i mean i could go on i could do multiple episodes about this guy if i wanted to you know i uh i grew up in a baseball family i grew up watching baseball i grew up loving the game of baseball and the player that you know, I, I think of watching up and wanting to model my game after was Derek Jeter, and you know, uh, this week he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was one vote short of being unanimous, and uh, you know, I, I think he's he's just an incredible player. He went he went about his business right on and off the field, and uh, he you know, when you think of the New York Yankees, at least for m- myself. Uh, Being the age that I am, being a millennial, the person I think of is Derek Jeter, and uh, I I couldn't think of anyone this week more deserving of being the GOAT than Derek Jeter.
2: Um, Fun fact, my parents in Sacramento have a Bernice Mountain dog named Jeter, Mm -hmm. (laughs) named after Derek Jeter.
1: Also a fun fact, at the All-Star Game in Kansas City a few years ago, I was sitting right uh, right in front of Derek Jeter's parents and uh, kind of leaned back in my seat and put my arm up on, on, on the chair next to me. And my, my hand accidentally went in Mr. Jeter's uh, soda. Um, and that is the end of my fun fact. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's just, Does that's he know
2: I need answers? I,
1: I don't know. I was horrified. Um, and <laughs> I just quickly pulled my hand back and, and didn't turn around. The rest of the game. But my fun fact is that my hand has been in uh, Derek Jeter's father's uh, diet (laughs) show.
2: You're like, I tasted my hand after it was definitely diet. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: Fun fact number three since we're spewing them out. Um, In college, I had a Derek Jeter poster. I also have read Derek Jeter's autobiography written in 1998 when I was six years old, but I read it recently and it is. So good. Wow. I feel like I know him. Like, I just, you know, when you read some, I, I've also read a lot of people's autobiographies, but I feel like when you read someone's autobiography, you just know them. Also, can we potentially add in my goat moment of the week last week? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
1: Sure. What moment are you talking about? Monica? Ah, yes. So, Michelle, I found out a really big fact of Michelle last week that I'm not sure how I didn't know because she said everybody that knows her well uh, is well aware that she is Monica Lewinsky's biggest fan in the world.
2: Yeah, I don't, so. I don't fangirl over athletes or actors or um, musicians. I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't get like that. But um, I would say for like the number one person that I would probably. Like, you know, people say, oh, if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? And everyone's like, Martin Luther King or Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mine is Hundo P. Monica Lewinsky.
3: So
1: she told me that last week. And uh, I happened to get on Twitter a few days after and saw that she tweeted at her. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I immediately... No, no, no.
2: Okay, okay. there needs to be some context here. I did not tweet at her. She tweeted something that was mind-blowing. And I responded. And then, then go ahead.
1: You responded. And I uh, replied to both of them and said, basically, hello, Monica. Michelle loves you. Please notice her. And I didn't even... Within 10 minutes, I received a text from Michelle saying, I'm literally crying. I was. I I didn't know. (laughs) I I went on Twitter and saw that uh, she acknowledged uh, Michelle. And yeah.
2: I... I, I can't explain. I, the reason all this came up is because I also read Monica Lewinsky's biography. Um, biographies, really, people learn a lot. But um, um, what she stands for is amazing. And the things that she has done since the adversity that she's been dealt is really, I like, I can't even describe. I just really admire her. And um, she does a lot of good for the world now. She's really funny on Twitter. You should follow her. And when are Monica's Jesus. people gonna give me a paycheck for
1: Seriously?
2: <laughs> um anyway, that was my goat moment of the week last week. And I actually, yes, genuinely was crying. I had to go get napkins. I was at a coffee shop and was crying it was school.
1: Good. I'm glad I in some way could help.
2: Yep. Um, you'll,
1: you'll remember me forever now, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you won't forget about me.
2: No, hopefully Monica won't either. Anyway, thank you so much if you are still listening. That is it for MST, Millennial Sports Talk, this week. Um, download or subscribe on our usual podcast distributor, and we'll be back at it next week. And uh, pretty soon here, we're going to be getting some guests. We already have our first one in mind. Not going to tell you yet, but um, let us know if you have any ideas.
3: 2020. A new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.